0: Hey guys, Alex here, com. Part two of the FNG podcast from last week. FNG! Still have Mr. Brad Stinson in the house and... What up? Lewis, Luis, however yes. you want to say uh, it, yeah. So, <laughs> Anyways, I just wanted to carry on. You know, we were having some really good conversation, had to cut it kind of short. You know, the one big thing that we didn't get a chance to do in the first podcast is let you speak, the new guy. So... Just like anything, I know you have some questions. Go ahead and fire away. I'm sure between myself off, and Brad.
1: First off, tell us your story. Who are you and how, how did you get here? Like, story.
0: did you come with a caravan? <laughs> or did you float? <laughs> I'm going to have all kinds of fucking messages where yeah, they're like, that dude, was racist.
1: You don't have a listener base. Shut up.
0: Yeah, man. that's right. That's right. I forgot about that.
1: Sorry for the eight people that are listening. Right. <laughs>
2: I have four, so, I mean. Hey, you're you're, doing good. You're double me, man. You're doing good. Go ahead. Let's see where I came from. Um, I came from Dallas, Texas. Moved here in uh, December of last year, 2018. And um, I was in the military when I was uh, 17, joined when I was 17. Uh, Spent about 10 years active duty, three deployments. Um, Where to? Iraq and Afghanistan. Two to Iraq, one to Afghanistan. We're at in Iraq. Iraq, uh, Fallujah, Baghdad. What years? You're probably like 08 after it's built up with all the McDonald's and Pizza Huts. <laughs> no, 2003 to <laughs> I'm 2005. <just> kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I never went to a, a McDonald's down there right? though. When the heck did they build the McDonald's? In- I,
1: I didn't see. Um, I haven't seen it. I've never seen it. Me I was, neither. I've, I've been told by the one eye, <laughs> the, the one-eyed man, <laughs> that there's now a McDonald's in Fallujah, which dude. It seemed like that always happened. We go in, fuck shit up. Yeah. Engineers would come in, rebuild it. McDonald's, McDonald's, Pizza Hut, Subway.
2: Right. Oh, it was always a, was always a bullshit Hajj
1: food. You know, it was always a bullshit hodgeed out McDonald's. <laughs> pizza. I mean, the, I mean, it was great having something American. Don't get me wrong. Right. right. We were over there, but Jesus, I was dying
2: for a Big Mac. Yeah. Oh, that's why they, they built the McDonald's that. first. It Didn't taste the same. No, it was like different goat. beef. It was like goat meat. They have meat. different meat. Yeah. It was like yeah, camel. Uh, camel me to think.
0: I mean, is is camel good?
2: Uh, not really.
0: Well, yeah. it's, it's got to be you better actually than...
1: You ate camel? Yeah. What the I, fuck's wrong with I, you? you? You've well,
0: eaten camel before, too. Camel toe.
1: <laughs> <Your> girls. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Shannon.
0: <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, now back to Luis and where yeah, he so. started. I'm All sorry, right, Luis. Right, uh, Luis, yeah, we got to throw in that, that Oof, white part. Um,
2: uh, got out of the active duty in uh, 2010. And... Uh, how was that got transition, man? Um, I would say it was pretty rough. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's something each, nobody talks about. You know, each position I went to, um, it just didn't seem like there was a team there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm used to having a team. Well, but you know that that's pretty much it. There's, there was no team effort. It was all about yourself. Yeah. And what always amazed me is how easily somebody's feelings got hurt.
0: <laughs> People have feelings. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, Could you imagine? Shit. I've, I found it very hard to talk to people yes. because people don't like. I've, to be real. I found it that they don't like direct answers. Yes. Yeah. indirect direct They want orders. me to sugarcoat yeah. things.
0: Um, so give me an example of that. Sugarcoating. Uh, I don't know. Toss something out.
2: Uh, go
1: clean something. Like, well, you know, when I worked at Planet Fitness, yeah. I would have to make the employees go clean the gym equipment.
0: So, what would you say to them? Get your fucking ass over there and clean that goddamn. Uh, it's not even
1: that like that. No, no, like, I would have to.
0: But you could. You I should. Would ha- I, me
1: personally, as the regional manager, so I'm like the boss of boss. Yeah. Right? Nobody higher than me other than the two owners. I would go into the back. I'd gather all the cleaning supplies,
0: mm-hmm.
1: put them into a bucket or whatever the hell I was doing. Right. right. And grab two of them. Hey, come help me clean.
0: And you would have to get them to help. Uh, To me, there's a a big thing called initiative. And initiative is what I expect. So Luis's first day, I showed up and I'm like, fuck, I'm going to walk in there. This dude's going to be sitting there on his phone, not doing shit. And I walk in, the flag's up, the lights are on, the TV's running, the music's on. Like, I didn't even have to, the only thing I had to tell him is what the code was to the front door. And that was it. And so.
1: He digressed because of. The lights weren't
0: on when I got here today. Oh, you lazy piece of shit. Hey, the, you,
2: you were all about <laughs> no, yesterday. And I, I'm a,
0: some, I'm some a light lights. I, I like the lights off. I like to work. You don't have to keep your lights off in your office, but I keep the lights off. You know, you see in my office, mostly because it hurts my eyes. Sitting under this light too long, my eyes will start hurting, and, and I'll get a headache, and I'll fucking click them off. The only downside is if I click them off in here, it gets really romantic. And then I got to use my deep voice. <laughs> then,
2: then we got wandering hands, man. Right, right. Hey, I'm so glad I'm sitting across the table, yeah. away from arms. Let me arms, touch arms leg, your hands. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Sweaty and, and,
0: and sweaty Harry and hairy. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yep. I shaved my hands.
2: So um, oh. yeah, it really it was a tough transition. Yeah. So um, what amazes me is nobody talks
1: about it, dude. Nobody talks about that transition. Nobody prepares you for it. I know. I know. No, you, they, you know. They, you go through don't. your Tafts class. And, you know, they kind of go over these benefits that are available to you. But, dude, can you really pay attention? Think back to 12th grade, man. Yeah. Your, your third attempt at 12th grade, Alex. Third attempt. Um,
0: right.
1: Could you pay attention for anything? No, you could not. Like, no. It's no. senioritis. And that's what exactly what you have when you're getting out of the military. Yeah. So when the VA is going over all these fantastic benefits that are available to you, you can't pay attention.
0: No, you're yeah. just thinking about getting out. Yeah,
1: I'm like, that's dude, the thing. When I you're can't in, wait. Twelve days in a wake up. I'm out of this bitch.
0: Like, you like know? when you were getting your GED, Brad. You know, you couldn't wait until the bell rang to get out and be done with it. You know, that, that's the only thing you're thinking. At, at the end of you the day, bells? bells, yes, and whistles. At the end of the day, you know, in, in my example with the the school thing. You're just like, what am I going to do next? I can't wait to get to college. I can't wait to do this. And I can only imagine from the military standpoint, you're like, ah, oh, finally, I'm fucking done. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to go, you know, do all these other things besides listen to what's going on here in this class. But you
1: also have in the back of your mind, that, you know, you may may or may not have felt this way too. Like, dude, I'm 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 a fucking badass. I just went to war twice. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm alive. I'm I'm going home. You know, yeah. I felt very lucky. You know, so like yeah, yeah. things that then, went there. And then you get home and dude, just reality slaps you in the face like a ten foot cock. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Oh, my God. I was not expecting that. You know, like, my brothers are no longer living in the house. Right. You know, my friends are all graduated from college. And I'm going into the bar expecting to see them, and they're not They're there. gone. Yeah. Like, where the fuck are they? Yep. They're buying homes, having babies, getting engaged, getting married. And Life I know has continued to yet.
0: circulate while you were gone. That's
1: But it, it, in my head, it, time stopped. As stupid as that <sighs> sounds, right? And every time I say that, every veteran like, dude, you're Fucking nailed it. Right. <laughs> you know, because time didn't stop, even though in our heads it did. You know, so when I left, I was 22. I came back at 26. Oh,
2: and All it sucks, too, is that you're, you're – keying on your point there is that time stopped or continued for them. Well, time is restarting for you because yeah. you're having to reground yourself in a new, another life. Exactly. Yeah. I'm 26 years old.
1: I'm moving back in with my parents. I'm no further along than I was when I was 18. Actually, I'm a step behind because now I don't have a fucking job. Right, 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 and now I'm feeling like a piece of crap because I'm so far behind everybody else. Mm-hmm. Everybody's graduated, and I have four years of school ahead of me. And you know, I don't, I don't have any love interest. You know, I have nothing going for me. That's that was like my rock bottom. You know, and that's where veterans get stuck. Yeah, and typically it takes about a half a year, or yeah, about a half a year to hit that bottom. And once they hit that bottom. Because
0: you, well, you, you hit that high when you come back and your buddies that are still there, they're like, oh, welcome back. Let's go out. Let's have a beer. Let's do this. The girls if, are if. like, oh, you went to war. Let me, you know, do this with you. But I mean, sucky, sucky. right. But it, it eventually drifts off. And I say that because I had a buddy that got deployed with the first wave of people when they invaded Iraq. And when he came back, it was 15 months later. And this dude, you could tell he was different. You could tell that he wasn't the same person that went, that he had seen some things. You know, He's with the first wave, and he was military police, so his job was guarding these high-level security people. But regardless, everyone shows up at the welcoming you know, ceremony when they come back, and it's all bells and whistles, and let me take you to dinner, and let's do this, and let's have a party, and come over, and let's blow shit up, and let's have a good time. And then three, four weeks after being back, he's just another person. You know, now him and I were really close friends. And so that didn't take place between us. But you see everybody kind of drift back into their hole of where they were at when their life was before. And just like you said, from a civilian standpoint, this is where I think this is very valuable on my end, because I've seen people come back from a civilian standpoint. Like you said, you've moved on, you know, you're done with school, you're working this new job, you're doing this and they come back and they're like, I ain't got a fucking job. You know, Mm it's UPS hiring, you know, I need something. And you're over here like, dude, I just bought a brand new car and you got to check this out. And he's like, I got $38,000 that I saved while I was overseas, but this guy was gone for 15 months and put, put away $38,000. And I'm looking at like, damn, you risked your life for 38 grand, you know, hazard paid and everything else.
1: We didn't risk our life for the money. We did it. I I get that.
0: Right. No. And I get that. And that's the biggest thing. And that's what people don't understand. Now, I know as an American, I have a responsibility to look out for those people. The buddies that come back, you have to be the person they can pick up the phone and call at at 3 o'clock in the morning when shit's fucked up in their head or they're feeling alone or whatever the case may be. Because once the party and everything settles down and they drift back into their mode of things, it's very different. You know, and and like I said, I gathered that from a civilian side with having friends that have deployed. We were shooting off bottle rockets and shit one night. It was Fourth of July and they're highly illegal in, in Iowa to do. But no, we're shooting them off and we're having a good time. And my buddy's there with us. Police come and three of the four police officers that arrived had served with him overseas. And they're looking at him like, you piece of shit. Why aren't you doing anything? We're cops now. What are you doing? You know, and so there's that guilt from them, too, because they're back on the horse and he's over here trying to figure out what's going on. You know, so
1: it shouldn't have been perceived that way. It should have been. Look, dude, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Right. You know, but it's easy. It's easy to misread things. Yeah. Especially when you you're in that low mindset.
0: Uh, I'm talking about what they verbally said. Now, bear in mind, he went with that's
2: different. He went early
0: on where. You know, the the veteran suicide level wasn't to where it is now. And, you know, early on in the game before people started realizing that, hey, these guys are coming back and, and they're having to deal with shit that maybe prior wars they didn't have to deal with.
1: Quick story. I don't mean to steal your time, but I served with a guy. He reenlisted mm-hmm. and he was on the Marine Corps bodybuilding team. I didn't even know that was a fucking thing. OK, <laughs> so he finally gets out. He gets hired in at the NYPD. There was this viral photo that was going around of this hunky NYPD police officer drinking a Red Bull, leaning against his car, right? One of the dudes from our unit got wind of it, screenshotted it, posted it on Facebook, and tagged all of us and said, look at how gay Pimentel looks. Yeah. And it was a dude that we serviced. So, of course, we came running from the hills. Right. And we just all piled on and just, just <laughs> totally made fun of this dude. Yeah. And He went viral, you know, like he's this big Big-time name now. Right. You know, but we were all piling on, like, oh, remember when he got the shits from eating too many Vienna sausages in, in Egypt? And, you know, like, we're telling all these stories, man, but it, it, that's just how we roll. Yeah. You know, we, we just bust each other's balls. So
2: um, back to the trans- transition. Um, uh, okay. Well, where was I? Um. There I was, balls to Yeah, yeah great there was
0: <laughs> With a Vienna sausage hanging out of my mouth.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> can't stop laughing now. <laughs> that's one hell of a way to break me in, <laughs> right? Oh, boy. Okay, so um, yeah, I got out in 2010. Um, uh, the bad thing is, is that I got out, and it was an immediate divorce, like right before I got out of the military. So it's kind of the reason why I, I exited when I could have easily done another 10 years. Um, say, so I got say my easily. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. Totally kidding.
0: <laughs> he don't know what to say now. You, now you done fucked him up, Brad. Way to go! <laughs> I'll just sit Brad's, back here and Brad's really good at it. Right? leave, leave, leave the leave the new guy alone. I'm gonna eat my orange crayon. Bradley, yeah. There so it? <laughs> it's in his pocket. You didn't notice that I had those colored pencils at my desk, and now there's some missing. It was not my daughter's gonna be pissed. By the way, There was a 12 pack of colored pencils, and now it's like a eight pack. So Brad's been over there chewing on them, but nom 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 nom. nom. <laughs> Anyway, so transitioning, right. divorce, now you're here in Nashville. I'm going to accelerate the story a little bit because I, I want to get to where we are now. Um, the transition thing, I think that's a good a good separate podcast mm-hmm. because there needs to be some light on it. But more importantly than light, it doesn't need to be something where I put you on the spot and I'm like, hey, boom, how did it feel to transition? And you're like, oh, fuck, I wasn't prepared to talk about this today. I'm I would, prepared. You're prepared. but And we could talk about that in a separate podcast. That would be great right. because I think other people – would see some great benefit in talking, hey fast
1: forwarding to nashville how'd hey, you get to nashville i'm talking
0: so Daddy's he swam he kids. swam to nashville <laughs> i'm just kidding the, right. swam to nashville. no you owned a trucking company or a a, yeah, a service
2: a hot shot uh, service trucking company yeah um i wanted to break out and um, not work for anyone anymore which basically. is always a good plan and uh, typical veteran yeah, yeah.
0: Taking leadership and <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to
1: see that. <laughs> you damn leaders. <laughs> but damn uh, you and your initiative. Right. It, it
2: ended up ended up failing um in uh February of 2018. And then uh after that, it was uh really really hard to find a job. Yeah. It's really hard to put down that you're a business owner on a uh um on your resume. And failed, people didn't want business, to help me. You know, yeah, like, it's right, hard. It, it's a hard thing to overcome. Right. And uh so uh I was really drawn back about it, but I was constantly looking for a looking for a job, couldn't find one. Uh found one working for a um internet company, basically designing hub. blueprints, <laughs> and permits, stuff like that. <laughs> right. Um you,
0: you see that black couch over there?
2: <laughs> he's made it so it's it's one point five clicks away from right. <laughs> person.
0: I mean, there's, it's not a single person couch, it's two chairs, <laughs> but it's, the so dividers, it's now, it's not a the couch. dividers there. So you don't touch each other anyways, carry on. Oh God. <laughs> so no, but here's the thing. So from a business standpoint, you know, we've all failed at something mm-hmm. failed business to me is I look at it. Hey, at least you took the initiative yes. to go out there to start, to do something besides work for somebody else. And if you take that as a learning lesson and you say, okay, what did I do well? one, two, and three. What did I not do so well? A, B, and C. And if you break those things out, it's a learning lesson. Anybody that started successful anything, here's the thing. The mortgage industry, we get to restart our business every month. Now you have people that you work with and partners, but every month it's a new venture. It's like hitting the reset button. You You get in Super Mario Brothers, you get all the way to level, what is it, nine, nine or something, nine, three, Anyways, you get all the way to the end, and, and somebody comes by and hits, boom, reset, start over. You're like, fuck! Now I got to do it better this month. So I like that. But carry on. So business fell apart. Moved to Nashville. Uh, internet company, Pornhub. Now you're here.
2: Right now I'm here. Well, you know, you know how I met you.
0: Yeah. Met so you we were on Tinder. Joke. Oh yeah, that's right. Tinder? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. Humper
1: or grinder or something like that. I don't know. I'm not sure.
0: But no, I mean, it's, things come together and, and you, you, you saw something different, you know, and, and there's opportunity in you. That was one thing throughout the hiring process that we talked about was, you know, we're not going to hire some just Joe Schmo that's not going to do the job and do it well. We're not looking to fill a seat here. We're looking to put a person in a seat that's willing to do what it takes to be successful and that wants to see themselves grow to something bigger. You know, it's not about what can you do for me because I can do this by myself. Well, it's, it's difficult, no,
1: but I can't,
0: it's difficult, uh, but I can manage to do this. The big thing is,
1: and and
0: well, yeah, I'm high no maintenance. Way. I'm high maintenance. What do you expect? But having somebody that's charged up to do it with you and that can help with the production portion of it while they're learning, that's invaluable. Absolutely. You know, I, I didn't want a person that we sat in a seat and said, Hey, here's your, your monthly income. And you sit there and take orders and just do what you got to do. It's not about that because you have to have that desire to grow, yep. you know. And I want to see you personally, and and I'll I'll say this to the audience because I want the audience to hear this too. Calability I want to see you. Time. Here we go. Yeah, I want to see you in twelve to, to sixteen, maybe even eighteen, because you know, maybe you're just not as fast as a learner as we thought you were. But where you're out originating deals and you're providing for your family and you're giving yourself bigger opportunity, and you're no longer the production partner, but you're the business partner. And then you take on and the stuff we've done for the past, you know, two, a uh, day and a half, basically, you train somebody else to do because ultimately that somebody else is going to be responsible for your business and my business. And we need somebody that's high speed. So, you know, looking at that in the future, that's something we we don't have a limitation here, your limitation is going to be you, you know, if in 12 months, you're still sitting here and you're like, man, I'm, I'm still doing loan officer assistant work. That's your fault. You know, no,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to fast track this and be, be, have that done before next
1: year. I'll, I'll play the devil's you advocate. Know? You know, there is, take that with a grain of salt, man. I mean, I, I appreciate the, the mindset, mm-hmm. but it, there is no easy button. Mm-hmm. All right. It, this business is something that y- you will not see immediate results. No, And that frustrated the absolute shit out of me when I first started. Yeah, Things that you're doing right now, you will not see the results for at least 30 days.
0: So what I do when I originate is I look at a 45-day forecast. So when I'm working this month, I'm looking at, hey, these are deals that aren't going to close in April. So you have June, February, March, April, May. These are deals that are going to close towards the end of May, beginning of June. And so I have to look at that because you figure a contract's 30 days. Well, with that contract, you got to get somebody that's pre-approved. you got to work with that agent to get a pre-approved person that goes out to find a home. And these these timelines are only going to get longer. So as more homes sit on the market and less people qualify for mortgages, they're going to sit longer. And so you have to always be looking for something new. If you're starting the beginning of April and you're like, all right, I've really got to put some deals together for April – (laughs) <laughs> you're way you're, you're, too yeah, buggy. i like, by you're, that. you're talking June now. Yeah, by, um, that, by that time, the pee is running down your leg by the time you're hitting the bathroom door. So, yeah, you're, so you're done.
1: So, like, the, the way I look at it is the videos that I drop every week, right? So, if I drop one right now, I will not see the results for it until next month at this time. Yeah. You know, if, if that, right? I mean, it could right. be even longer than that. Because once you put something out in the digital world, you never know when you're going to get a hit. Right. Right. I mean, there could be some, that stumbles upon your YouTube channel in six months and they watch your very first video. And you're like, dude, why'd you watch that one? That one sucked. <laughs> watch this one. <laughs> and then they, better. They, <laughs> they
0: comment on it and they're like, wow, that was an awesome video. You're like, ho, ho, wait till you see the other wait ones. <laughs> the <new> stuff. <laughs> right. Know? Wait till you see where I learned how to use iMovie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or in your case, whatever. The OBS. Yeah. Whatever non, non, uh, good
1: straight stuff. people yeah. use yeah, free. So yeah, the free, good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, dude, yeah. Uh, I look forward to seeing where you go. you know I could tell you got a good thank you good head on your shoulders, even though you're a hua. Um <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can only sit here and giggle because I can't make those jokes. I'm over here, like, get him, Brad. (laughs) Tell him, tell him he sucks. That's what I'm going to do for any time in the future when I want somebody to make fun of him. I'm going to call you and I'm going to put you on speakerphone. I'll be like, all right, talk shit to him now.
1: (laughs) Just zip it. Just call him your tits there, Hula. (laughs) So I mean, it's it's a very rewarding you know career. Um, I. Two years in, like I know shit. March twenty eighth was my two year mark. I'm now finally past. Like, I mean, I'm still a new guy. I mean, I learn stuff every day. I mean, it, that's that's the beauty about this job. You learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I'm now getting to the point where I'm financially respond. Like, I'm financially sound. Right. You know, for a while there, it was, it was rough. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. just that minimum. It, Your pay structure is a little bit different being a, being, are you a production partner? Yes. Yeah. So it'll be a a little bit different, right? But I was getting a a draw, right? Yeah. So I'm getting paid minimum wage and then I would close a loan and have to pay it all fucking back. Wait, you weren't getting
0: fifteen bucks an hour? No, I was just talking about the increase in minimum wage. Sorry, bad joke. <laughs> this
1: is in California, bro.
0: <laughs> right. Well, we just
1: increased to nine forty-five.
0: The good thing about California is fifteen bucks an hour. You ain't getting shit out there for that no. much. Yeah. everything out there you're is not so even expensive. Rent. Right? Yeah, you're gonna be like McDonald's is where I eat every fucking you know, night. You know what's weird is when, and where I sleep.
1: When I still talk to some dudes that are still in, and they live out in Camp Pendleton, and yeah, they're talking about. Buying a house together. Yeah. Three Marines because they can't qualify on their own. They can't mm-hmm. qualify with two Marines. And these guys are, they've been in since 0, 05, 06, Yeah. Right? So these guys are E8s, E9s. Oh, right. Wow. You know, so you I can't. need to move out of California. <laughs> yeah, no shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't happen well, just like that. the Marine Corps to station you somewhere else. <laughs> right. Send me over to Paris Island.
1: California costs a lot more to live and you don't get cola. It costs yeah. a living allowance, you know, yeah. which is weird. You know, you get it in Hawaii, you get it in Japan, you know, but you don't get it in California, which is mm. super freaking weird.
0: It's because it's so expensive there. Yeah, they can't they can't afford to pay everybody a livable wage. You know.
1: You know what's also weird is the military is paid by taxpayer dollars, right? Right. And why the hell is our t- our checks taxed?
0: Because somebody's got to pay for the people on so welfare. Like, so you're
1: taxing the tax. <laughs> so you're taxing the taxes again. <laughs> you know.
0: Well. Somebody has to pay for the other government benefits sure that are allotted that I'm to individuals. i sure
1: there's, there's a nerdy explanation for this, and I don't really want to hear it. But, yeah, you know, I, I just want to bitch for a second, okay?
0: That's okay. Yeah, all right. You're allowed to bitch. We're running out of time, though. So, so. anyways.
1: I look forward to seeing where you're at, man. Yeah. Thank you. Welcome too. aboard, dude.
0: Coming Thank back you. down and holding some hands and doing what you got to do. So.
1: And if you ever need a virtual bitch slap,
2: I'm your man. Yep. I'll yep. give you a call. <laughs> At least once no a week. you want AJ. I will. will Bitch, yeah. slap him. I'll <laughs> <laughs> fucking three way you guys in. <laughs> three way. Yep. I, so. I ain't into that
0: shit. <laughs> no, yeah, you are. Anyways, all right. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. I apologize. This one was kind of across the board, but we had a good time. I think there's a great message to be had here. Look out for a future podcast with Stinson talking about his experience exiting the Marine Corps becoming a civilian, Super becoming just a, a normal yeah. human being. That's the one thing, though. You can never tell a Marine anything other. If you say, yeah, he used to be in the Marine Corps, you're like, I'm, I was never used to be a Marine. I am a Marine. You can only be halfway pregnant. Right, right ex- mm-hmm. exactly. You can't be halfway pregnant. <laughs> you said you can only be halfway pregnant. I'm like, well, you know. Anyways, this is going to get out of hand. So thanks again for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon.